You're listening to Carrie Lutz's Financial Survival Network, where you get valuable information you just can't find anywhere else. To thrive in today's trying times, you need the Financial Survival Network, now more than ever. Go to FinancialSurvivalNetwork.com and get your free newsletter and gift. Financial Survival Network, now more than ever. And welcome. You are listening to watching the Financial Survival Network. I'm Carrie Lutz. And today is September 29th, 2021. Well, gold, silver prices, where are they headed? Lower, so it would appear we're going to take yet another crash dash down to the 1600s in all likelihood. Well, somebody who's been spot on about the gold price since I know him, uh, been been known each other for three, four years at least. David Earthly, junior miner junkie. Hey, David, great to have you back on. What the hell is going on with <laughs> precious metals prices? I'm drooling here. That's how agitated I am about these prices, David. I hear you, Carrie. It's great to see you. And thanks again for having me on as always. Um, yeah, it's uh, perception is, 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 the, is the buzzword here as far as the precious metals are concerned. You know, um, te technically, uh, I put out a warning to my subscribers uh, last week. I said, hey, we got the quarter close coming up. You know, uh, the shorts are going to do everything they can to run the stops below $22 in silver in, into the quarter close. And that's what's happening as we're speaking right now. Um, and the gold price has lost $17.50, and it sure looks like it's going down to that $16.75 level, which has already been tested three times. That's three strikes. So um, I do expect a bounce once it finally does get down there. Most like it could happen before the quarter close here. I mean, they're doing everything they can to get it down there. So it wouldn't wouldn't shock me that it closes the quarter uh, at. 1675 but if you see a quarter close below 1675 that's not good uh but still it's it's oversold on the short term so i would expect a bounce there but uh what the mining shares have been doing carry for the past few months is they've been pricing in a 1550 to 1600 gold price so we have to keep that in the backs of our minds that's a very important level on a on uh uh, a, a few ways here. Um, I, I, I vividly recall back during the last bull market when 1550 was major support while we were having that correction in 2011. And it bounced from there several times. And then once 1550 gave up the ghost there in two, 2013, that's when the carnage began in, in the sector and the gold price went back down all the way to 1050 and the mining stocks went down 85%. So um, that's a very important level also because it's the 50% Fibonacci re retracement level from the, the, the doubling of the gold price from 1050 to nearly 2100. Um, so I, I really wouldn't be surprised if that gets tested here. And also, if you take a step back and you take a look at the long-term gold, gold chart, look at a 20-year uh, chart of the gold price that was, since the secular bull market started in, in 2001, it would be healthy if that 1550 area was tested because it's still kind of overbought on a monthly basis. It's, uh, so if we, if, if we do get down there, 
that would be a back up the truck moment. I, I suspect. And, um, like I said, the, the, the minors and especially the juniors are already pricing in that very real possibility. I don't doubt you're right, but there is a thing that, uh, our good friend Craig Hemke talks about called the, uh, the physical price, mm-hmm. the seller, the bottom. Yeah. The premiums are still really high out there. Yeah. So talk to Andy uh, Sheckman over at Miles Franklin. Actually, premiums have come down a little bit, but now in light of the last uh, decline in mm-hmm. silver and gold, they're probably going to shoot back up conceivably. But we got this physical floor. And when when they push it down too low, we see what, what happened like in March 2020. They broke it and then it went back up. So... The odds are if they gets as low as you think, and I've heard as low as fourteen fifty from uh, Nick Santiago at uh, In the Money Stocks, mm-hmm. that's extreme. But at some point they're going to hit the physical floor, and when they break that physical floor, they send into force, um, you know, motions, actions that they mm-hmm. can't control. So maybe they'll take it down gradually, but it doesn't seem they're able to do it gradually. No, I, I don't think, I think there's a, there's a lot of stops at 1675 carry. So, um, you know, if, if, if they're able to, to, uh, force a stop run below 1675, I think it would happen quickly. Yeah. Um, which is what we, which is really what we want to see. You know, we want to see a bandaid rip because to end this thing, because, you know, the, the, the correction so far, especially in the mining stocks have been, uh, you know, it's kind of like a Chinese water torture correction, which is bullish because it's a bullish falling wedge. Mm-hmm. You know, we're just we're just trying to speculate when that falling wedge is going to bottom uh, on the GDXJ. It could be 35. You know, there's there's good support there. But GDXJ could also go all the way down to 30. And I think uh, the 35 level is synonymous with 1675. And if if they are able to force a stop run below 1675, then I think the 30 level in the GDXJ is probably synonymous with with the gold price getting down to that 1550, 1600 level which would also probably coincide with the rising 200 week moving average uh, on the gold price. So um, although the gold, see the gold price is only corrected 20% of that huge move, you know, it doubled in four years and it's corrected 20%. So, um, you know, a, a further correction is not out of the question. And like I said, it's also being telegraphed by the mining stocks who who usually lead the metal, you know, they're, they're, they're leading the metal lower. They've been leading the metal lower. And, um, ever since the fed brought out the taper talk in June, uh, we've also got tax loss selling that we've had to deal with that, that that's come early into this sector, you know, um, with, with everything, uh, going up at, at the, t- you know, at the time, you know, we're finally starting to see, uh, uh, the overvalued stock market correct here. But before that, um, you know, there was no really there was no real reason to go into gold stocks because uh you know it it was risk on but we're seeing this the i I really think we're seeing a a top forming in equities which also will be bullish for the for the gold price and especially for mining stocks because then we'll have some fear coming into the market and they'll have you know they'll (laughs) they'll want to be getting into these gold stocks you know um because they're basically, you know, they're, 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 they've, they've become the ultimate contrarian play again. I mean, that's, that's, we know that, you know, um, that um, when the gold stocks get this cheap, 
especially in relation to the gold price and nobody cares about them, you know, that's, that's the time it, to, it sets in. to start accumulating them again. So um, I've built up a huge cash position over the past few months and not only in my, in, in my junior account, but personally, you know, in my bank account, I've, I've got a lot of cash because I'm, is there's so much uncertainty out there. You know, the, the stock market's gone up 12 straight years. It's historically overvalued on every single metric that you want to look at. Um, you know, there's this ever grand uh, situation, you know, there's, there's so many, potential black swans out there that the stock market is due at least for a correction. And I want to have a lot of cash to take advantage of it once it takes place. Well, you like, uh, like frustrating me here. Cause I was going to ask you, how do you uh, play this? Because we want to give you out there actionable intelligence mm -hmm. that you can do to make money off of a move that is very obvious what's going on here. Look, we had two quadruple witching hours and gold got slammed on both of them. And there were record options for both of those quad witches. Record mm -hmm. options. Uh, the last one that said the highest number of options ever, $2 trillion worth. I don't know if that was notional value or, uh, or what, or cost value, but it was a record. Mm -hmm. And we saw exactly what would happen. And we got to believe the next quad witch it's going to be a similar outcome. And now they're hitting the, the metals when they're already in a technically weak formation. And it's really easy to paint the tape on them. Don't just survive. Thrive. The Financial Survival Network. Osino Resources is a Ross Beattie-backed gold exploration company in mining-friendly Namibia. Osino's district-scale land package is situated near two producing gold mines, one of which Osino's management team previously developed and sold to B2 Gold. Osino's founders and management are experienced mining professionals who have already successfully developed and sold two companies in the past seven years. Osino has a tight share structure, and with its current treasury, it can self-fund the advancement of its gold discovery into at least 2022. This is an exploration company with drills turning that you'll definitely want to pay attention to. Osino trades in New York under the ticker O-S-I-I-F and in Toronto under the ticker O-S-I. To learn more, go to OsinoResources.com. That's OsinoResources.com. This is the Financial Survival Network, the information you need to thrive now more than ever. Oh yeah, and there's, and there's weak volume. You know, um, what was really interesting when the, I was watching the 30 level on the GDX, because that was a, a, a very critical support level because it was really strong resistance going back um, over the past few years. And um, it broke on a weekly closing basis with hardly any volume. You know, this is the, the, the gold stocks have basically gone from being hated again over the past few months to now investors are, are basically apathetic. about them. They, they just don't really care. So um, this is one, you know, this is this is a great time to have a lot of cash. You know, I still have core positions in, in juniors that still have that, 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 that still have gains in them that I want to hold for the long term. I've cut down. Um, uh, some positions and I build up this large cash position. I've got a 25% cash position in my junior account now. So, you know, you, in, in instances like this, you want to, you want to be uh, kind of like the best of both worlds scenario, whereas you're still, you're still leveraged with, with, with stocks that you were fortunate to get in early on and you still have gains with, and then you've got a large cash position, hoping that, uh, a, a, a carefully vetted watch list that you've that, that, that you've built that you built up 
they you hope those get cheaper and that is happening i mean you know um recently i've i've changed around the watch list a little bit i've taken i've taken off higher risk early stage explorers you know that haven't de- haven't defined a resource yet and put on these companies that i missed the first go around in, in 2020 that have come off so much that wow, they're looking attractive again you know these are stocks that i thought wow there goes that train. I don't, I don't want to chase that. That's probably gone. So um, I put those on a watch list now. I'm like, wow, these things are really getting, getting attractive. You know, the, the management's done the right things. They got a bunch of cash. They raised the cash when the stock went up so much. You know, they've got great management. They're de-risking this high margin project in a top tier jurisdiction. And it keeps getting sold for tax loss. So it's creating this, these, they're creating these fantastic opportunities, but we don't want to rush in because the trend is still down. We want to wait till we see a basing pattern. And especially we want to wait till there's a catalyst to, 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 to push the gold price higher. And what that catalyst might be is a, an official taper announcement on, on the next federal, on the next Fed uh, meeting on, on uh, November 2nd. Now the, the next NFP release, non-farm payrolls release comes out October 8th, next Friday. So Powell's already said that, Hey, it does this, this report doesn't have to be fantastic for us to start tapering. So the only way that that, that I, th- I think that I think that uh, I, I think that uh, the, the gold price would would go down even would go down even more would be if it's if it's even just a, a mediocre NFP, the gold price is probably going to get hit more. Um, but, uh, you know, but, but once, once that taper is announcement, it's, I think it's going to be a buy the news event because, you know, the, yeah. the gold stocks and the gold price, they've been fag, they've been pricing in this taper since June and they haven't done anything. All they've done is jawbone. Yeah, nothing. And they're not really going to do anything. They're going to appear to do something without doing anything. That's what the Fed does best. But let's talk about this transitory inflation. Uh, I just published an article, 10 things that are set to go way higher in price. Among them is heating your home, electricity, uh, the the basics of life. Things you need to survive. Absolutely. Food. Food's going way higher. All these things. I'm putting out another list. Rents rents are are, are starting to go up again. I didn't even talk about rents, but rents have been skyrocketing, especially here in Florida. So under conventional economic theory, loss of purchasing power of the dollar and all fiat currencies mm-hmm. taking place on a global level. This isn't just a U.S. phenomena. Everything is going up in price. Right. Look at commodities, that gas, everything. Everything. Yeah. It just goes back to that word perception that we that we that, that I that I brought up at the beginning of this interview. The Fed's done a fantastic job of convincing everybody that this that this inflation is going to be transitory. Yeah, well, no one's believing it now. I sure don't. I do notice that uh, when certain commodities start getting out of hand, they whack them in the the futures, the options market, like what happened at NatGas yesterday. NatGas Mm -hmm. the night before uh, hit close to 630 per million BTU. Yeah. Next day, man, the PPT was in action, and now it's at like 550. So... You know, they can play whack-a-mole all they like, but they can't keep everything down. You know, oil hit 80 bucks, now it's 75. Uh, Nat gas was the biggest bargain on the planet for decades now, for over a decade, at least since the 2000s fracking boom. In any event, what I'm saying is that real inflation is here to stay. 
All right. At Absolutely. least until there's a major deflationary credit bust, which right. will be right around the corner for all we oh, know. Yeah. I mean, what global debt now is is reached 300 trillion and the debt to GDP ratio is, is out of control and it just keeps going higher. I mean, trying to solve a debt sovereign debt crisis with more debt, it's making it more and more dangerous. That makes sense to so, me. Yeah. <laughs> I believe everything they tell Meanwhile, me. while everything's overvalued and every and 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 we're just waiting for the next shoe to drop with what, what's going to take this stock market down, insurance is on sale. And it could get and it's probably going to get even cheaper. And that insurance is gold. And and the, the leverage to the, to gold is these gold stocks and these these miners keep making. I mean, look, look at this merger that just took place recently, yeah. recently this yeah. week. Um, you know, this is the best merger I've seen in quite some time. These are the two of the best major companies that got together. They have high margin projects in top tier jurisdictions, all of them. And and the, the stock is going to pay a near 3% dividend. They've got 48 million ounces in the ground in top tier jurisdictions. And, and now it's, it's now the number three uh, global stock. And we're talking about Ignico Eagle here that took over Kirkland Lake. Kirkland Lake. And the last time when, when we had a huge major merger like this of two majors combining was in May of 2018. And what was happening in May of 2018? The gold sector was bottoming after after having a huge move from, from, from Q1 of 2016 to six months later. And that move was consolidating. And once that merger was announced, the, 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 uh, the, sec the, the mining sector started to bottom. And then a few months later, we had the Newmont Gold Corp merger announced. And then the sector just took off from there because these, these guys know when to do these mergers. They know that they, they know the timing. So when when this when those big mergers were announced before, it set off an M and A wave in the sector with yeah. the rising sector, and and I, I wouldn't be surprised if it if if it starts to happen again because these guys know they have to replace their ounces, and they're and these ounces are on on sale on Bay Street right now. Even if you take over something with a huge premium, it's still a it's still a great deal because these stocks are so cheap in relation to the gold price right now. Hey, so. Let's talk about some specific areas that we're both familiar with, like Nevada, Cortez mm -hmm. Hills. There's a bunch of juniors surrounding the Barrick-Newmont joint venture, which effectively was a de facto merger without calling it a merger. Mm -hmm. uh, and it showed, it kind of led the way for a lot of what's happening now. But let's look at that Nevada area. There's at least half a dozen juniors with parcels directly abutting, and I don't want to name names here, but we know who they are. They're just ripe because, you know, they're producing right. uh, over a million ounces a year there. Reserves are going down. They got to replenish. And mm -hmm. it's just a matter of time till they take them out. And they're, like you say, they're bargain hunters. You know, it's fire sale prices for those companies. Yeah, I'm seeing, I'm seeing a big uh, fund come into one of them. Um, they've been buying big blocks on the open market recently. So these, you know, these insiders and these funds, they know what's coming. They know this is, this is the time to load up. This is a great time to, to have that watch list ready and start vetting these things. And that's one thing to, to take a look at, go to Canadian insider, take a look at, at uh, the insider sales and the insider purchases going on. And it's, there's, there's a lot of insider buying going on right here. Um, because they, you know, um, these guys know that, uh, their stock is cheap. I mean, look at, um, 
03 mining, they just they just announced that they're going to be buying back a bunch of their stock. So um, you, you see things like that. And these are little signs that that uh, the sector is is starting to form a significant bottom. Sure, there's probably going to be more some more pain ahead here, but these stocks will will bottom on their own accord. They won't all bottom at once. You know, it's not going to be. Uh, a, a March 2020 bottom where we had a V bottom and all of a sudden everything bottomed and everything went up and you you were scrambling around on, on, on which ones I should buy if you didn't have a watch list. So you, you take the time, you got you, you get a carefully vetted watch list and you call these companies, you know, they're available. They'll talk to you now. Uh, and they've got all, they've, 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 they're starving for investors. So you ask them the right questions. You set up a zoom meeting, you know, you, you, you vet these companies, you put them on a watch list and you wait for the sector to turn. And the more oversold it gets, you know, I mean, the, the better chance you're going to have to get really good entry points on these stocks to hold for the next cycle, because this sector is incredibly cyclical. And, um, it's, you know, you, you just have to get the timing, right. You know, I mean, you need to be, you need, you need to be selling some stock, when these things are high flying and towards towards the top, like they were last July, August, you know, you trim your positions when they get too big, you know, and then at times like these, you have a bunch of cash ready to take advantage. And this tax loss sell, selling has, has, has started, like I said, way early in this sector. And you're going to see, you think you see in deals now, you're going to see even better deals in late November, early December. Because that's when tax law selling starts to wrap up, and um, you know, I'm the cash in my account is just rub. You know, I'm rubbing my hands together, saying, you know, these these things are becoming incredibly, you know, uh, value, you know, great value here, and they're they're becoming incredible deals here. And I didn't think I'd see another 2020, you know, deal event so soon, and um, we're seeing it right now. But the major difference between the bottom in 2015 and the bottom in 2020 is these juniors are cashed up now. You know, back then they were starving for capital, especially in 2015, early 2016. You know, they were, they were on, they were on financially, they were on death's door. They didn't have any money, but now the quality ones, they got a couple of years of cash and their stocks are trading at deep discounts to the gold price. And meanwhile, you've got M&A, a major M&A transaction take, taking place here that's, that's, you know, that, that's bringing attention to the sector. Generals investors, you know, they see this and they say, wait a minute, look how cheap these stocks are in relation to the gold price and look at the top that's forming in the stock market. I should, maybe I should start getting into to, to the gold sector. Yeah, it's inevitable here that the cycle continues on. And if you're looking for the best watch list in the business, I suggest you go over to David's site, Junior Minor Junkie. It's with a Y, if I remember correctly, not correct. an IE, like a substance abuser. And uh, you subscribe there because uh, I think, David, you have the best watch list in the uh, business, in the newsletter business, and uh, your selling parameters, your buying parameters, your transparency with your purchases and your recommendations, giving notice before you start buying to your subs really uh, is put sets you apart from uh, just about everyone else in the business. Thank you very much, Kerry. I appreciate it. All right. So juniorminerjunkie.com. And uh, if you want to 
Got a question for David? Just shoot us an email to kl at kerrylutz.com. We'll make sure your question gets answered. David, uh, thanks for that update. And we will talk to you again real soon. I look forward to it, Kerry. Always great talking to you. And best of luck to all your subscribers out there. Thanks for listening to Carrie Lutz's Financial Survival Network, your solution to today's trying times. For the latest, go to FinancialSurvivalNetwork.com. Financial Survival Network, now more than ever.